Six years ago, I started on a journey I never thought I would be on. A journey to break down walls and barriers around weight, body image, self-love, fitness, habits, mindset, divorce and marriage, and career. Along the way, I've met incredible people, ventured through struggles and celebrations, learned amazing things, and developed in ways I never thought possible. On this podcast, you'll meet the people I've met along the way. You'll learn how to break down your own walls. You'll learn all of the components to truly glow. I'm your host, Callie Wiley, and this is the Glowponent Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glowponent Podcast. Thank you guys again for being here. I want to jump in and and talk a little bit about a topic that I've actually talked a lot about before. But because of the season that I'm in, I have learned so much on a different level with, with this topic. And so if you've done some of my courses, you've you've been through this course. But I want to add some stuff to it. I have learned a lot over the last year, um, pretty much the last six months, just about different levels of capacity, different levels of grief, of emotion, of different different parts of life, right? And so from this, it's taught me a lot about burnout and that burnout can change based on current capacity. Burnout can change how it's hitting you based on your seasons, based on your family life, based on your career. And so it can evolve and it can change. And so coming back to do a refresh course on burnout, some of the things that I've learned along the way with this that I'm very excited to share. If you've not taken my course, um, I'm going to go through a lot of this more in depth. If you have taken the course, some of this might be a repeat to you, but that's okay. I feel like we all need a refresher. Keep in mind, I coach this. I have one-on-one clients that I talk to all the time about burnout and people that I constantly am talking to about burnout and workshops that I've done and public speaking. Like I've talked a lot about burnout and I'm still, I still struggle with it. And so I feel like there's always something for people to learn, but what is burnout? What is burnout to you? At what point do you feel like you're hitting burnout? Do you feel stressed? Do you feel anxiety? Do you lose sleep? What does that look like to you? That's what I want you to define first. It is so important that you know what this looks like to you because what burnout looks like to you could be so different than what burnout looks like to somebody else. So this is so important. If I am comparing myself to one of my friends, I may hit burnout differently than they do because of what I'm going through, right? Like I'm still in a season of grief. I'm still in a season of change. I'm still learning some new normals. So my burnout may hit faster than somebody else's. So I need you to define what burnout looks for you. What does it look like for you? What is it to you? What do you feel like when you start to feel quote unquote burnt out? So that's the first thing that I want you to define. What is it to you? The next thing that I want to talk about are just the different types of energy that you carry and how this turns in to burnout. So the three types of energy that we have, we have the physical, emotional, and mental energy, you guys. So physical, we can control that by hydration. We can control that by food, by sleep, your physical energy. How do you feel when you, when you go to the gym? Do you physically have the energy to like move through your day? Do you physically have the energy, like physical energy to move emotional energy? 
experiencing and maintaining your emotions, your feelings. How are you emotionally feeling? Do you feel like certain things are going to emotionally break you? Do you feel like you are emotionally very happy or depressed or sad? Like what does that emotional side there? We have emotional energy and then we have mental energy, focus, work, tasks, I see so much of my mental energy, the way that I can kind of see the difference in my mental energy based on if I'm scrolling on social media, when my mental energy is shot, I just dead scroll because I'm like, I don't have anything else to focus on. I avoid podcasting. I start messing up at work when my mental energy is shot. So I want to go through these. So physical energy, when you're starting to hit burnout, some of these things can look like, and so I want you to use these to define what burnout looks like for you specifically. Um, physically, it can look like just that like deep exhaustion. This can also look like you're so exhausted you cannot sleep. You guys, I've been in this state for the last four months that I'm so exhausted and so burnt out that I don't sleep, which is then this crazy cycle, right, of I'm so exhausted every day because I'm not sleeping at night. My mind is racing. My mind has not stopped rolling. I'm in this like state that I just I wake up at 1 a.m. and I don't go back to sleep until my alarm's ready to go off. Like it's just this circle of state. Um, another physical thing that you can kind of start to feel when you hit burnout are cravings, food cravings. You don't want to cook. You are craving Taco Bell. You're craving candy. You're craving things that you wouldn't normally crave because you're physically exhausted. You're physically drained. You're physically at your breaking point. Um, that's what burnout can start to look like physically for a lot of people. Um, this can look different. This can be the opposite for some people. Some people are, when they hit that burnout point physically, they like physically can't wake up. Like they're so tired. Um, physical, physical exhaustion can look like overeating, undereating, depending on who you are. Um, it can look, it can look different, but you have to be able to identify your physical energy and when that's starting to deplete. Um, for me, it's food cravings. It's that sleep issue that I get. Um, I start to really lose my will to want to go to the gym. Like I go, I, it's very difficult for me though. Um, and some days I don't go. And so it starts to get that physical energy. It just gets depleted. Um, emotional. When we're talking about emotional and we're talking about what what burnout starts to look like when you start getting to the point that you are feeling depression, you're feeling anxious all the time. You're feeling snappy. Um, I, I get to this point, like I, like I become like a little snapping turtle and I get very snappy and short, um, isolation when burnout hits you, I, people want to retrieve. They don't want to be, they're overly socially stimulated at this point And they, they you you retract. Um, we saw a lot of emotional energy get pretty drained and hit that burnout stage through COVID, right? The isolation people were starting to get so depressed from this like emotional drain that they were then isolating. They're feeling anxiety. They were getting moody. Like we were seeing this all over the internet, right? Like people were very snappy towards each other. So when you start to feel your emotional energy go, when you're hitting that burnout, you're, you're going to have to identify what that looks like for you. I, I definitely feel that depression. I feel heaviness. I get super severe anxiety. I already struggle with anxiety. And so it starts to get very, very severe. Um, and this is when I know that I'm hitting burnout because I do want isolation. Um, social 
interactions are very important to me. I'm very extroverted. When I hit burnout, I, I become the opposite. I, I start to isolate. I don't want to be around people. I want to say no to things. I It's a big part of why my 2022 word of the year is connection because I have felt myself over the last four or five months really retract from people um, wanting to be more alone. And that's not always the best thing for our emotional state. Um, mental health. So this can start to hit burnout. Like you can start to identify your burnout with a variety of different things mentally, right? Purely not being able to focus, forgetting to do things, messing up on tasks. I start to see a lot of this when I start to do a lot of typos, when I start to do a lot of like sending out emails and I'm like, oh crap, I did that totally wrong. Um, when I have to record podcasts 14 times, um, when I put out content wrong or on the wrong day, just different things. Your mental exhaustion, if your mental energy is not there and not focused and not taken care of, you're going to start to feel this burnout. You're going to start to feel yourself messing up on things, forgetting things, becoming absent-minded, not being able to focus on things, being very uh, squirrel-brained for lack of a better term. I already have a little bit of that adult ADD, ADHD going on, but when you start to really lose that, that's how you can start to identify that type of emotional energy. So now that you've identified those things that look like burnout for you in those three things. So when you can identify what it looks like for you physically, emotionally, and mentally, um, each of those, I want to talk about the stages of burnout because this is when it becomes a problem. Stress is okay. It's okay to have some stress in our life. It's okay to have some energy around high job satisfaction and commitment and creativity and standards and expectations and pushing for goals and chasing something bigger. A little bit of stress is okay. When it becomes a problem is when it's happening constantly. And that's your constant state. When we are putting our bodies in fight or flight mode constantly, you're taxiing out your nervous system and it cannot continue on. So there's your honeymoon phase of burnout. When we take on a new task, a new job, a new set standard of job satisfaction, um, a new commitment, new creativity, a new project, a new hobby, a new something. You're always going to have that like initial, just like, Oh, like I can feel that in my, like, it's a little bit harder. It's hard on me. It's challenging. That is good. This is not burnout. When you have that little bit of like learning stress, learning curve, taking on something new, that is okay. You guys, we need that kind of stuff to challenge us. When you launch a new podcast, when you put out a new something to the world, when you launch a business, it's stressful and it's scary when you go through seasons at work that there are new things happening at work, whatever that looks like. That's okay. This is a good type of stress. It cannot become long-term. When it goes from the honeymoon phase to onset stress, that's our second stage of burnout. We're still above the threshold of like a problem, right? Um, You're gaining that awareness though in onset of stress that you some days are just becoming more difficult than others. You're starting to get into that phase that you're having more bad days than good days of just feeling stressed, feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you're not sleeping four nights a week, but you're still sleeping really well. The other three, this is still okay. But when it becomes a problem, this is just not good. So where we hit our threshold, if you're sitting above that, that you're like, okay, sitting in a season where I'm in a new job, things are a little stressful right now, but I know it's just temporary. I'm going to start getting the job in like 12 weeks. It's going to start clicking and then things can settle up. That's okay. Our nervous system, our bodies, our mental state, our physical state, we can handle that. Here's where it becomes a problem, you guys. So we've got honeymoon phase and onset of stress. Those are okay. Those are healthy. Those are manageable. 
this is where it becomes unhealthy is chronic stress. Third stage of burnout is chronic stress. It begins when your stress starts to feel overwhelming many days in a row. Raise your hand. If you've had this season where you're like, I'm on week 12 and I am so freaking overwhelmed and burnt out that I am not okay. Yep. That's chronic stress. This is not, this is where we need to start changing things. We cannot operate on a system that starts to feel overwhelming multiple days in a row, multiple weeks in a row. This is where it's not okay. And then this is what's going to turn into burnout, which is the fourth stage. It's just straight burnout. When your stress is starting to feel constant, you feel trapped, you feel exhausted. You cannot recharge. Maybe you take a day off work and on your day off work, you were like so drained that you don't, you can't even get anything else done. You don't have the energy to go out and go be with your friends. You don't have the energy to go out to dinner with your significant other or your friend or whatever. This is a problem. This is when it's a problem because now you're in habitual burnout. You're going to live in this state until you can get yourself out of it. This is an issue. So we need to start reducing our stress. We need to reduce our stress in the moment. We need to, obviously we need to do this long-term, but how can we reduce our stress in the moment to help get us from that burnout phase into the chronic stress and more into that onset stress. So ways that we can reduce our stress, things that are so good for us to take care of ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. If you're not doing all three, not good. We have to take care of ourselves physically. We have to take care of ourselves mentally and emotionally. Things that are really great. You may have things that work for you. I'd love to hear more. Talk with me on Instagram. I always love to learn how people are reducing their stress. Um, Take a walk, get outside, exercise, journal, sleep, breathing exercises, meditation, um, all ways that we can give back to ourselves. Read a book. So many different things. Maybe it's just like going and sitting out on your patio for 20 minutes. Maybe it's just standing out in the sunshine. Maybe it's going to lunch with a friend. Whatever you need to do to instantly alleviate that stress is going to be so, so helpful. When you are working through a season, you have to start scheduling stress-reducing activities into your life. We have to be doing this constantly before we hit burnout, before we hit stress, before we hit anything. We have to start scheduling these activities in. If you are not moving your body every single day, you are not going to be able to maintain your stress at a healthy level. Walk. I'm not saying you have to go to like do a hardcore class somewhere. You have to move your body every single day to some degree. Yoga. Pilates, CrossFit, walking, running, hiking. I do not care what it is. You do it. Move your body every single day. Schedule it in. This is a priority for you. You have to get this in. Also schedule time in to disconnect. We cannot be connected to our phones and connected to standards and connected to people 24 seven. It's not healthy. You have to be able to take time for you. You have to take time for you. And then I want to encourage you to write down everything that reduces your stress for you. Something that reduces your stress might not reduce somebody else's and, and vice versa. Um, taking a walk does reduce my stress. Getting outside does reduce my stress. Exercising does journaling does sleep does breathing exercises do write all of these things down in a little notebook so that when you start to get overwhelmed and you start to get stressed, you can go back and look at these. You can go back and say, okay, what helps me right now? And how can I alleviate some of this? The second thing I want you to do is I need you to start having boundaries. Let me tell you something so truthful right now. I have had no boundaries. 
I have been living in this state of constant go, go, go. And it's been something that I'm really working on because I've hit this phase of burnout. You guys, I know this. I coach people how to have boundaries. I coach people how to develop their boundaries. I coach people how to set them, right? I know this stuff, but coaches have to be coached too. And I've had to work so hard on this over the last month to deeply understand this. So boundaries are creating a a line essentially with work, with your personal life, with X, Y, Z, and not feeling guilty about it. And and putting a line down to say, this is where my threshold is and I can't take on anymore. I can't do anything else or I can't help you pay for something or I can't do this, right? There's so many different boundaries and you have to have them set in work personally, financially, with friends to stand up for yourself, but you can set these expectations for people and it's okay. So there's a variety of ways to say no when we're creating boundaries. And I'll do a whole nother podcast on just boundaries because I've learned so much around boundaries. A couple of different ways. So if you're at work and you're like, this is, I'm so swamped, I'm so overwhelmed, things that you can say. I know you'd like for me to focus on priority A, but I also have B, C, and D and E would you like me to put my priority focus on A or the other things? You can say stuff like that. It's okay. You don't have to feel guilty about this because you're setting a boundary. That's where a lot of us, I'm a people pleaser. I feel guilt when I set boundaries. I feel guilty when I say, no, I can't. I feel guilty for for not people pleasing. And so it's okay to start saying things like that. Hey, I'm not available to do X, Y, and Z. What else can I do? Like, I'm not available. I'm not available. Just assertive. I'm not available to do this. End of story. I already want to say sorry because that's my instinct is I'm an apologizer. And so when we're working through these things, just making sure that you're being direct and assertive, we will do a whole nother podcast on this. Um, Personally, it is okay to say, I can't go. I cannot help you. I can't help you move. I can't house it for you. I can't watch your house. I can't go to dinner. I need to reschedule. I need a day for me. I am exhausted. I need to focus on myself to protect my energy. I cannot do that. No, thank you. (laughs) It's okay to say stuff like that. Another thing that I want to do, because I could talk about boundaries for a thousand years, um, but we're going to do that separately. But I want you to start focusing on things that bring you joy. It has been so difficult for me to be totally transparent with you to focus on joy in a season of grief. It can be hard when you're feeling overwhelmed to add joy because you feel exhausted. You feel swamped. You're trying to people, please trying to do all the things. Joy is a non-negotiable play is a non-negotiable. You have to do things that bring you joy. I am living through this week of, we are redoing our living room and it brings me so much happiness. We are wallpapering our living room, you guys. And I wallpaper, ridiculous, loud wallpaper makes me so happy. Um, A home design makes me so happy. Our backyard makes me so happy. Working on our house, painting projects makes me so happy. And it brings me so much joy. It allows me to detach. I don't, I'm not around my phone. I get to turn music on at work in our house that we've worked so hard for. Going to the gym brings me joy. It makes me happy. I like my phone is not with me when I'm at the gym. I get to connect with people that I love and I care about and I get to have fun. 
you have to spend an hour of doing something that brings you joy every single day. This is a non-negotiable. This can be an hour at the gym. This can be an hour working on your house. This can be a board game. This can be reading. This can be going on a walk. This can look so different. This can be something I don't care. Go to a park and do somersaults. Whatever brings you joy, you have to do for an hour a day. This is so important. This is going to change your life. And it's okay to feel joy in whatever season you're going through. You can go through a hard season and still feel joy. This is hard. I get it. But you have to start doing things that bring you joy. The next thing I want to touch on because it's so important for burnout is work-life balance. I'm going to put it out in the world. If you've followed me for a while, I've said this before. Work-life balance does not exist. It does not exist. You cannot balance perfectly work and life. What you can do is you can segregate work and life. So I prefer instead of work-life balance saying work-life integration and this is going to come down to your boundaries. If you're like, Hey, I work seven to five girl work long hours. I work long hours. I'm okay with that. I work 55 hours a week. Most weeks. If I work, I work a lot where my boundaries start to get skewed for me is when I start to say, I'll work 60, I'll work 65. I'll respond to your text message at 3am. That's where it becomes 80 hours that are, could have been controlled. You have to have work-life integration. When you're at work, be present at work and go all in. When you're at home, you have to do the same. Where our lines start to get blurred is blurred, blurred. I can't even talk. Is when we go, we work long jobs. We work hard. We are high achievers in this podcast. I get that. We have businesses and hobbies and work and we do all the things because we're achievers. Great. When you get home, you have to be present at home. Stop working when you're eating dinner. Stop working when you're with your family at night. Stop working when you go out with your friends. That is work-life integration. You have to have both. And I am freaking terrible at this, you guys. I have been put in a culture and put these standards on myself that I will achieve always and that I run this business. I run Gloponent Method. I'm a district manager for Club Pilates and I freaking deeply love both. So I've put worth for myself on working as much as possible. I would answer the phone no matter what time of day and night it was for both jobs constantly. If someone said, I want to record a podcast, it was someone I had to do that I was so excited to have. I would take any time. They could be like 2 a.m. I'd be like, no problem. No, you guys, this is not healthy. When we are at home, we are present at home. We take vacation time. We are present in our vacation time. We do not work on our vacation time. You have to set these boundaries. I have not, and it's been not healthy for me. Learn from me that this is not what we're doing. And now I am deeply going through coaching to repair this, but you have to have those boundaries. You have to be present at home present at home, present at home, present at work, present at work, separate the two. It can be so difficult, but you have to set those hard boundaries of like, I'm shutting it off at five o'clock today. Everything else will wait until 8am tomorrow. I promise. I promise. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to have more self-love. You have to take time for you. You have to speak kind to yourself. You have to do things for yourself. A lot of the times when we hit burnout, it's because we're people pleasers. I know, I know those burnout people because we are people pleasers. You have to take time for yourself. You have to take time to compliment yourself. Enjoy the joy. Enjoy the joy. Uh, Work out, move your body, journal, read, do a puzzle, do whatever you can to take time for you. If you are one of those people and I cannot handle it, that say, I don't have time to shower. I don't have time to wash my hair. I don't have time to do this. I'm like, oh, you do. You're choosing not to. Choosing to put your time in somewhere else, you have 
to take time for you and you have to take rest. Here's what I've learned. You guys, I am taking a three day vacation right now from work. Like uh, we were supposed to go out of town, COVID screwed things up. It's fine. Um, you should not be waiting until you're so burnt out that you have to take five days off work. Nope, not an option. Um, downtime is required. You have to have scheduled downtime. You have to have something that is like deep rest. It's disconnected. It's resting your mind, body, and soul. It's scheduling in that downtime. It's, I'm going to sit down and read. I'm going to sit down and let my brain just settle. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to be disconnected from the world. You have to rest. You have to be sleeping. Mm, You have to be sleeping. If you are not in bed eight hours a night, I'm mad at you because you have to sleep. We live in this culture of busy is better. Busy is better. Busy is glorified. Not sleeping is glorified. Oh, I went to bed at midnight and I woke up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym. Like that's glorified in our culture and it's not okay. It has created something that's very toxic for our culture. It's created something that's not, not a positive thing. You have to be sleeping. You have to be sleeping. Sleeping, you guys, sleeping in bed, sleeping. It is required, required. So if you are not currently sleeping more, mm, you're changing that today. If you change one thing, if you take one thing out of this whole podcast, it's that you're sleeping because your body and you, you deserve it. You deserve it. So I'm going to recap this really quickly. This has been a lot longer of me just on my soapbox today. Um, but I want you to take some of these, the few things, allow yourself downtime. No, it's not going to look perfect. I don't expect you to listen to this and be like, I'm a burnout specialist. No, no, girl, I, <laughs> I have been practicing this for years. I am in a season of burnout. I coach this. I am in a season of burnout. It's not going to be perfect. I do workbooks on this every single day. I read on this every single day. I listen to podcasts every single day. I am still in a season of burnout. It's not going to look perfect. Have your boundaries and set them. Make sure that they're clear and don't hesitate to ask for help. You guys, you're not on an island. You're not alone. You are worthy of all of this. You're worthy of boundaries. You're worthy of taking care of yourself. But I, that's what I got for you today. We're going to battle some burnout, you guys. Take care of yourselves. I love you. Connect with me on Instagram. Leave a review. If you have not seen Spotify has a review spot now, um, I would deeply appreciate if you could drop me a review there as well. You guys have been so great on Apple Podcasts, but I will talk to you guys all soon. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it more than you'll ever know. If you loved this episode, leave us a review and press that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. We'd also love if you'd share this to your social media and tag us at The Glow Method. See you next time.